0: That's Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW, Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What does the goddamn line say, Tony? Please do not use gendered language. Then what? I'll be arrested? Put in airport jail? Look, you're going completely sideways, man. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. How dare you? Mr. Speaker, the President of the United States. I'm Chris Hanson with Dave on NBC. Jack Marius, Tac Theratrix. Hi, I'm Spartacus. Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. Steven Seagal. And sex offender guy. I'm Keith Morris. This is Moe Miles, I'm Rick James, bitch. Sorting through the lies. The hijacker's passport was found blocks from the World Trade Center, crash site if you can believe that. We cannot track 2.3 trillion in transactions and uncovering the centuries-long plan for world domination learning about cuba having some food let's talk about chinese people have you ever been in a in a turkish prison swangled in portland Oh, you English are so superior, aren't you? Thank you, comrade. And now, macroaggressions. That's what assholes call it. With your host. Buddy, I don't know who you are, but you're about to get chlamydia. Charlie Robinson. Hey, Whitey, where's your hat? You wouldn't drop the blame on Charlie and say it's all Charlie's fault. He was a retard. I get some goddamn diuretic. Diuretic. Welcome to Macroaggressions. I'm your host, Charlie Robinson. Thanks for listening. I know you've got a lot of options out there. Hey, consider um, following us on Twitter, at Macroaggression, and on YouTube. We have a channel there. You can subscribe to it. I make no promises about how long either of those two things will stay there, but they're there now. So enjoy it while you can. And thank you all for supporting um, my work by buying the book the controlled demolition of the American Empire is a number one bestseller on Amazon in the United States and in Australia, uh, which is ironic because they wouldn't allow us to sell the paperback version of the book there. So it went to number one just through Kindle, which is weird, but we'll take it. Uh, it's a victory because uh, everyone listening in Australia, God knows, you need you need to you know have a at least an idea of what's happening around you. Um, we're, we're watching you from afar and supporting you, of course. And, you know, part of this, this, the problems that we're seeing that we're experiencing in 2020 and beyond, of course, are, 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 are manufactured products by the mainstream media. If you've been listening to this show for any period of time, you will, it will be crystal clear to you that I have an utter contempt and distrust for the mainstream corporate horror media not because i just woke up one day and decided i was going to hate these people but because they have shown uh decades and decades of evidence of blatantly lying, manipulating, uh covering news in a way that's so disingenuous or maybe they, you know, they play games with words where they say one thing and then, you know, it sort of sounds one way and then you read the article and it it's the exact opposite way. It, it, and so we we see this on a daily basis with our with our mainstream news and and of course Donald Trump, for all his faults, and there are many, uh, he was correct when he called them fake news, when he called CNN fake news and then went went after them for uh, many years, just teasing them and giving them a hard time. They deserve it. They're reprehensible scumbags of epic proportions. And, of course, you know, for him to call them out w- w- directed the spotlight onto them, which is where it belongs. And I find it extremely insulting. That the people that proclaim to be the um, only source of real information, the mainstream media, have have decided that they need to uh, save us all from fake news. And in order to save us all from fake news, um, they have put together um, a company has been put together called Newsguard. And NewsGuard is here to uh, guard the news, of course, because the news needs guarding. Because it's so fake, it needs protection at all times. (laughs) Because if you start to pick at it, it will fall apart. So this is the reason why they have to guard the news. With this really upstanding and interesting company called NewsGuard. I'm going to get into it during this episode. I have to thank Whitney Webb, of course, uh, January of 2019 for... Uh, turning me on to the concept of NewsGuard, who they are, what they were. She wrote a great article about them in Mint Press News, and laid out um, what they plan to do, who these people are, who they're backed by, who's on their advisory board. I mean, she she went into uh, some some aspects that we won't go into here, but but it's important for us to um, to have an understanding that there's this company out there that is. That is is has built itself or has sort of, uh, you know, is is trying to pitch itself as the Snopes of news, <laughs> which is which is, you know, not what you want to be, of course, because Snopes is laughable. But this is what they they pretend to be. They're go- they're coming in and they're going to um, save us in a digital way from f- from fake news by uh by rating sites that uh, based on their credibility they're going to give a social credit score to websites on the internet to tell you whether or not you should believe uh the information that comes from these websites based on newsguard uh being the you know the judge and jury in this in this particular case they're going to go around they're going to examine all of these news outlets um, online and then they're going to assign them not necessarily a score because numbers are difficult they're they're dealing they want to deal with the dumbest of the dumb so they have gone to the red yellow and green scoring system because you know You can figure that out if you know how to drive a car, right? So that's, this is going to be their rating system. And if you remember where this red, yellow, and green, you know, danger rating system came from, it came from, uh, department of Homeland security and Tom Ridge, who was the first DHS, uh, head and guess who's on NewsGuard's advisory board. Tom Ridge. His contribution was that he said, "Why don't we do yellow and red and green?" And everyone's like, "Oh, that sounds like a good idea. Let's do that." And and now he gets paid. It's it's a look. This news guard is a is a joke, of course. um, But I'm going to explain why it is and and why it matters and who's behind it because once you understand who's behind it it is automatic disqualification for anything that they say so this is so newsguard is lobbying to have its news rating system installed by default on computers in libraries schools universities and all Smartphones and computers sold in the United States. This is what NewsGuard this company you've never heard of, probably. It well, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you where you might have heard of it. If you listen to Tim Poole, you might hear him say, uh th- th- this this article is from uh th- whatever, the Daily Caller or something, you know, NewsGuard rated or NewsGuard certified, or so he'll say something along those lines. And um, maybe Tim Pool should listen to this. Maybe he would be interested to know that NewsGuard is a flaming pile of dog shit um, and that whether they rate or don't rate a, a particular news source is totally irrelevant. In fact, well, let me rephrase that. It's not totally irrelevant. It's important to see what they think is the truth, what gets the green, so that you can automatically not go to that site you just use it the in, inversion of it all right whatever newsguard said is says is bad and dangerous that those are the sites you want to go to and whatever news site uh, newsguard uh, says is is green rating those are the ones that are propaganda and straight bullshit so y- you can use this system however you choose it's just that um You know, if you're if you're listening to this show or shows like this, you'll probably realize that red means go in this case. So um, so, yeah, they've devised this this red, yellow and green system. And and just just to give you an idea of who's who's gets a a green rating, the Washington Post and CNN and Voice of America, all three, 100 percent outright propaganda outfits Washington Post and CNN are Washington Post is owned by Jeff Bezos it is his it's Bezos blog as they call it it it's not news in a, in a traditional sense i mean it's 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 been news in the past but it it's a it's a CIA outpost the Washington Post i mean it, they they they've never met a war they didn't love same with new york times which i'm sure has a green rating as well and and, see, and so if you're wondering whether or not you're going to trust this rating system, like, mm, oh, maybe I'll give it a chance. I don't know. Let's see what it, they've given CNN a green. OK, that's all you need to know. They've given they've said CNN is trusted. It gets green. So this is an automatic disqualification for NewsGuard. Once you hear that, you go CNN gets a green. OK, delete. You know, goodbye. But they want to pre-install this on. On all of your smartphones and computers sold in the U.S. Now, that's an ambitious plan. But once you hear who they have on their board of directors and their advisory board and who's funding them, well, this ambitious plan, unfortunately, seems very feasible. So so, so, what is NewsGuard? What do they say about themselves? What's their sales pitch? You know, what... what, what Anyone can come along and say we're, we're going to be a rating agency, but how does NewsGuard envision their role in this? Well, I'll tell you, this is what they say. A SWAT team of NewsGuard analysts operate 24-7 to identify suddenly trending purveyors of unreliable news among sites that NewsGuard has not yet rated and warn internet users about them in real time. So picture this, this is like a darkened room with lots of hardcore computer hacker guys that are scouring the interwebs, looking for stories and then running it through and saying red, yellow, and green 24, seven, three in the morning, they're drinking coffee, getting to the bottom of all this news. They want to make sure that no fake news gets through. This is news guards. I mean, this is just, this is total nonsense. Of course, um, so who are they? Who, 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 start, who owns this company? Who started it? Well, I'll tell you who started it. Uh, Stephen Brill is one of the founders. He's the founder of Court TV. Nothing inherently wrong with that. Maybe put you to sleep, but you know he's a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. Ooh, interesting. This will become a theme running through the Council on Foreign Relations. I, I'm going to do a whole show on the Council on Foreign Relations at some point. It's a non governmental organization. It's a it's like a think tank that gets together lots of uh, people in the media. There's they have like five thousand members. So th- just being a member of the CFR doesn't make you uh, a scumbag. It could. And, and believe me there are plenty of people that are on the CFR that are you know also on the CIA's payroll so so it's not a good place to be a, a member of but they, they have thousands of members to be fair so um, but the CFR is uh, you know is a globalist mouthpiece I mean this is how they this is they're the ones that are instructing uh, the major news networks on what to say and how to say it and what not to say, and and why to pretend like certain stories exist and some don't exist. So, council on foreign relations is, um, you know, it's kind of like um, it's kind of like Freemasons in in a sense that you've got a lot of people that are involved in, in it, and not all of them are bad people. You know, most of them are just sort of part of this going along and part of this club, but they don't really know how it all operates. But when you get to the real important people at the at sort of the top, they're very dangerous. And the CFR is is the same way. So, so Stephen Brill is one of the co-founders. The second co-founder is Louis Gordon Kravitz. He is the former executive vice president of Dow Jones. He was the head of the Wall Street Journal. He's a board member of Business Insider, which received $30 million from the Washington Post. I wonder why they got their green rating. Uh, He's a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. No surprise there. He's edited books published by the American Enterprise Institute and Heritage Foundation. Do you know who the American Enterprise Institute is? It's a name that doesn't ring a bell, but it's the new organization that the founders of Project for a New American Century, the PNAC guys, started. They closed PNAC and started American Enterprise Institute. And this guy, L. Gordon Kravitz, has edited books for them and the Heritage Foundation. I like to have fun with the Heritage Foundation because I just envision that as like a group of like hardcore right wing religious Mike Pence's sitting around uh, figuring out ways to, you know, strangle babies or something. You know, who knows what they're doing? They're probably not strangling babies, but, you know, it's just kind of paints the picture of what these guys may be up to. And and so, you know, he he's edited these books. Um, and you know it's it's guys like Richard Pearl and Paul Wolfowitz and John Bolton and you know all these same same guys. So he's in the club. He's in the club. He's been busted about um, lying about NSA surveillance in his Wall Street Journal columns, uh, as well as lying about who invented the internet. He's. Uh, He's married to the director of global initiatives of Human Rights Watch, which was caught soliciting donations from Saudi Arabia. <laughs> so, you know, the hypocrisy is uh, is thick with these guys when you're uh, you know, your 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 wife is even in the club doing this. So 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 those are the two guys that that started this, Stephen Brill and L. C- Gordon Kravitz. Um deep state guys you know deep state monsters but but that's only you know that that's just scratches the surface you got to hear who's on their advisory board because it's like the bar from star wars you know it's like the worst batch of villains and mutants and scumbags you could put together so you've got tom ridge who we just talked about he was the first homeland security director um it, look if you know anything about the, the creation of the Department of Homeland Security through the Patriot Act it was one of those things that was slated to go well in advance of 911 it was sitting in you know the 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 Patriot Act was essentially sitting on the proverbial bookshelf gathering dust before 911 happened that was orchestrated in part Uh, by these project for a new American century assholes. And then, um, they roll out the Patriot act and make Tom Ridge the homeland secretary director. So, you know, you understand that these guys are writing books for, or editing books for, for, uh, PNAC guys. And then they're staffing their advisory board with more guys that were PNAC guys, you know, so it's, it's just this cesspool, um, Moving on from Tom Ridge, we'll drop down to uh, Michael Hayden. Now, Michael Hayden is the ex head of the NSA and also the CIA. Think about this. Um, He he works for the Chertoff group. You know, Michael Chertoff, who uh, allowed the who freed the dancing Israelis from jail and sent them back to uh, out of the country. You know, that guy who who. Profited from the backscatter um, uh, detector machines that he mandated at the airport because he had the his company made them. You know that piece of shit. Um, Michael Hayden works for for that guy the Chertoff Group. He's he's also the chairman of the board for BAE Systems, which is a British um, bomb making company. And and once again, he's a member of the council on foreign relations. So think about this. Just envision this this is this is your sales pitch you're creating a company called newsguard which is going to scour the internet to make sure that these news sources these these platforms the the uh, you know the journalistic platforms are telling the truth or not and you put on your advisory board the head of the cia <laughs> I mean, it it's a joke, right? You, you're in the truth business. You're in the integrity of news business and the head of the ex-head of the CIA is on your advisory board. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of truth coming through there, right? Um, it gets as bad, maybe not worse than Michael Hayden. You know who Richard Stengel is? You've, you you might have heard of him re- recently. He's on this Biden transition team. Um he's the former editor-in-chief of Time Magazine. He's a distinguished fellow at the Atlantic Council. The Atlantic Council is NATO. Um, he described himself when he worked at the State Department as chief propagandist in the Obama administration and a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. Now, this is where you want to pause the um, th- this episode, go on to wherever you get videos from, uh, type in Richard Stengel CFR propaganda is, fo- is good, and it'll pull up a video of this scumbag at a panel discussion at the CFR. And he's answering questions from the audience. And his answer is, you know, I used to be the the head of editor-in-chief at Time Magazine, and we use propaganda. I, I, I personally don't have a problem with propaganda. I think it plays a role. I think it has a use in society. And so I don't have a problem with it. In fact, when I was in the Obama administration, they jokingly called me the chief propagandist. This guy's on the advisory board of NewsGuard. This fucking guy. He's going to tell you what the truth is. The chief propagandist from the Obama administration, who used to be the the editor-in-chief of Time magazine, doesn't have a problem with propaganda, thinks it's useful, wants to use it. I wonder if this guy was behind the Smith Modernization Act of 2012. While he was in the Obama administration, which legalized propaganda inside the United States to be used on Americans by American media. I wonder if Richard Stengel was involved in that. I bet you he was. If he wasn't directly, he, he was either cheerleading it or had somebody on the inside who was helping with it. He's going to be in charge. He's going he's on the advisory board to make sure you know what's truth and what's fiction. Do you feel better? You feel safer now? Newsguard rated. I like Tim Pool, but he's got to get off the Newsguard rated thing. Next person on their advisory board is a guy named Don Bear. This is a name that does not jump out at people. He's the former White House Communications Director to Bill Clinton. Okay, that's it. That's all you need to know. <laughs> how'd you like to be the white house communications director for bill clinton trying to keep st- straight all his bullshit stories this guy was the chairman of pbs public broadcasting station here's the chairman of the pr firm burson Cohn and wolf it used to be burson marsteller um before the merger and this guy was the chairman of bursted Marsteller and listen to who they represented. I feel like jokingly putting Satan in here just, you know, because it would fit. But after you listen to this list, you'll realize that me jokingly adding Satan to this list would be redundant. They represented union carbide, after the Bhopal explosion in India back in the eighties, <laughs> they represented the government of Argentina while it was under junta rule. They represented Johnson and Johnson after the Tylenol poisoning and asbestos lawsuits. They represented Saudi Arabia after nine 11. And they, they worked with the Washington Redskins to try and gain support, support, To keep their Indian logo. (laughs) They're such fuckers. (sighs) They worked with Monsanto. On the promotion of GMOs. They were hired by Facebook. To pitch anti-Google stories to the media. They were. uh, This is the PR firm. This is the PR firm that Don Bear ran who is on the advisory board of NewsGuard, who's going to tell you whether the news is true or not. These are the people he's represented in, like as a spin doctor to try and get you to think that the horrible shit that they were doing is not horrible shit or that maybe they didn't do it. They did. They did all these things. This is the guy that they bring in to clean up the mess. He represented the Nigerian government to discredit reports of genocide during their... Biafran War. They represented Three Mile Island nuclear facility after it had its meltdown. And lastly, they represented Big Tobacco to try and get you to convince you that smoking wasn't killing people. This is Don Bear. This is who this guy is. He doesn't have a problem signing up to work for Union Carbide, Johnson Johnson, Saudi Arabian government, Dan Snyder and the Washington Redskins, Monsanto, Facebook, the Nigerian government, Three Mile Island nuclear facility that melted down in big tobacco. This guy will this guy will do literally anything for money. He does not care. He's gonna tell you what the truth is. He's an advisor. Another member of their advisory board is an interesting one. Elise Jordan, former communications director for the National Security Council. Hmm. Talk about a bullshit artist. Speechwriter for Condoleezza Rice. Worked for MSNBC and Time Magazine. And here's an interesting tidbit. Was the wife of Michael Hastings. Hmm, you know, Michael Hastings, who wrote an article for Rolling Stone about Stanley McChrystal and then miraculously hit a car in San Vicente Boulevard at three o'clock in the morning going 100 miles an hour and exploded. You know that, Michael Hastings? His wife is on the advisory board of NewsGuard. Something stinks here. Something stinks with that whole situation. I'm not saying I'm just saying. And uh, lastly, Thomas Glosser. He's on their advisory board as well. Former CEO of Reuters. <laughs> board member of Merck. You know, Merck, who's going to be injecting you with vac- or making the vaccines. Former board member of Morgan Stanley. Board member of publicist group. We'll get into who they are in a second. Member of the Council on Foreign Relations, which is like a prerequisite. Member of the Atlantic Council, NATO, advisory board member of Affinity, a big data and artificial intelligence ser- service. That's Thomas Glauser. He's on their advisory board too. Former CEO of Reuters. You know Reuters? used to be owned by the Rothschilds, you know, that bastion of honest information and timely news about relevant events without any sort of slant, just the facts, ma'am, right? You know, Reuters. He was the CEO of Reuters. He's on their advisory board, too. So we we have a problem here, I think it's fair to say. We have a problem with who they've decided to put in charge of the information. You know that that saying that you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with or, you know, they're a reflection of you? Well, what, is, what does this say about the company when as a reflection on themselves, they have on their advisory board, Tom Ridge, former director of Homeland Security, Michael Hayden, head of the NSA and the CIA – Richard Stengel, chief propagandist in the Obama administration. Don Baer, uh, chairman of a PR firm that represented the worst people and companies in the world. Elise Jordan, speechwriter for Condoleezza Reif, works at, works at MSNBC. And Thomas Glauser, CEO of Reuters, board member of Merck, big pharma. Morgan Stanley, big banking, publicist group, one of the largest advertising uh, conglomerates in the world. This, this is the advisory board. This is who they're going to to get advice. What do you think they're going to? What kind of advice do you think they're going to get from these people? How to tell you the truth better, or how to make the 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 lies sound like the truth? I mean, it it's laughable, but not to be outdone. In case the advisory, in case you're willing to give a pass to the advisory board and say, well, they just put these powerful people in there to help them, you know, get government contracts and grants. And okay, fine, fine. Let's just let's throw the advisory board out for, for the moment. NewsGuard has partnered with Microsoft to add the app automatically to their browser and plans to install them on all mobile phones. Microsoft, you know, Bill Gates company. NewsGuard intends to have Facebook, Google, and Apple directly integrate their product into every smartphone and tablet sold in the U.S., then eventually worldwide. Now, you can say that they intend to have Facebook, Google, and Apple directly integrate the, the NewsGuard product into every smartphone and tablet. You could say that they intend to do that, and that could mean nothing. But when you've got the sort of star-powered lineup that you have, then it it makes it a lot easier to to make these things happen. And if, I, if I started a company and I said I intend to get Facebook, Google, and Apple to integrate my software, you'd go, well, good luck. I mean, if that happens, then you're in business. Uh, but do you know anyone there? No, I don't know anyone there. Oh, okay, well, then that's just a dream then. When they say they intend to do it, and they already have a Microsoft on board and they have these connections through the Atlantic Council and CFR and all of this. Something tells me they're going to make it happen. So this is where it goes back to Thomas Gloucester and, and he being a board member of the publicist group. The publicist group and Google already have an existing relationship. And Publicist Group is an they're they're an investor in Newsguard. They're not just you know he's not just on the board. They're an investor in this, so it won't be long before Newsguard shows up in on all your YouTube videos and Google searches and pre-installed on all Android phones and things like that. So when they're here's an example of how. um I mean, we've just come through an election where where we spent months listening, like the polls show that this many people are going to vote for Biden or this, you know, pollsters say or whatever. Nate Silver says Um, and and I think, it, you know, for most people, I think most people think that the polls are, you know, maybe kind of work, but aren't super accurate. They're garbage, all right. They're garbage. This is how this is how you know because this is how they set up the polls. So Gallup, uh, which is probably the big one of the biggest pollsters out there, released a poll stating that 89 percent of users of social media and 83 percent overall want social media sites and search engines to integrate NewsGuard ratings and reviews into their news feeds and search results. I'm going to read that again. Gallup did a poll that stated that 89%, that's almost 9 out of 10 people on social media, want NewsGuard there. That's amazing. Did Gallup reach out to you and ask you what you thought about it? I bet you they didn't. You know how I know they didn't? Because the odds of them reaching out to you are Almost zero. Because you see, Gallup failed to mention that NewsGuard paid them to do the poll and that they only asked 706 people and they paid each of them $2 to participate. <laughs> they spent $1,412 on this. They paid $2 to 706 different people. And then what they failed to um, go into detail is, is when they re- released this survey in which 89% of the people uh, said that social media sites need to have NewsGuard. First of all, they lead you to believe that they interviewed thousands and Tens of thousands of people and that they all came to this or that everybody like they interviewed everybody on the internet everybody on social media and 89% of them said no 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 89% of 706 people that were paid $2 each so let's analyze this first of all um, do you care about somebody's opinion that is worth $2 not trying to shit on people that are having a hard time financially let me be clear. But if, if the negotiations with you to get you to sit down, listen to the information and take the poll, if you agreed to do that for $2, I have to be honest when I say I don't give a flying fuck what your opinion is on anything. This is like getting roped into filling out one of those surveys when you walk out of like a Walmart and there's somebody set up there with a clipboard and a folding table and everything. Like, if you don't know how to navigate getting yourself out of that, I'm not interested in your opinion. Uh, and it also went on to say sort of like the fine print quote may not be reflective of attitudes of the broader U.S. population. Oh, you think? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's sometimes so Gallup Gallup says that 89% of people want uh, 89% of people on social media want there to be a uh, news guard on this. So there you go. Just so you know, just in case you were you were wondering. So who are the investors? I mentioned publicist group Who's publicist group? Well, they're the third largest global communications company in the world. Uh, they just launched a well, a pretty controversial artificial intelligence platform called Marcel for their ad agency, so that they can determine what brands should do with their ad dollars. You know, they they, they can't figure it out; they have to have artificial intelligence figure it out for them. Subsidiaries of the publicist group include Corvus which i mentioned represented uh saudi arabia after nine eleven 11 has worked to whitewash their reputation on human rights violations <laughs> uh publicist also owns sachi and sachi ad firm uh one of the things I, I don't think i've really mentioned before is that I, during nine eleven i actually worked for deutsch uh donny deutsch's ad agency i never knew him or anything i was a really low-level guy in the la office but um in my account was the Expedia account, so <laughs> picture trying to sell, you know, run ads for Expedia.com right after nine eleven. We had to pull lots of, uh, you know, millions of dollars worth of ads the following day. So I, you know, I have a little bit of a background in advert. I'm a marketing major, but I worked at an ad ad agency before. So owning Saatchi and Saatchi uh, for, which is a, one of the largest ad firms in the world, is um, is a big deal. And and you think about this in terms of why Publicist Group would be an investor in NewsGuard and how that could benefit them. Well, th- them owning ad agencies uh, can make a huge difference. And I'll tell you why that matters in a second, because it's not just NewsGuard. There's a second component to this that's very uh, important to advertisers. I'll get to that in a minute. So Publicist Group also, um, th- their clients include Monsanto, Merck, Pfizer, Eli Lilly, and even entire countries. So so one of the groups, publicist group, that, that invested in NewsGuard owns all of these ad agencies, and they have worked with some of the most reprehensible com- companies on the planet like Monsanto, Merck, Pfizer, e- and Eli Lilly, and s- countries of Saudi Arabia. So, so they have no soul, of course. That is, that is apparent when you go in, into business with these groups. Um, another investor in NewsGuard is Blue Haven Initiative. They are partners with the Shell Foundation, Omidyar Network. That's Pierre Omidyar, who, uh, was the founder of eBay and uh, founder of the Intercept, where uh, Glenn Greenwald just left, or he's the owner of that. Um, Blue Haven Initiative also partners with uh, USAID, um, the, the U.S. Global Development Lab, which is USAID. When you hear USAID, which the acronym is it looks like it spells out us aid uh just cross that out and write cia because that's what they do um blue haven initiative this this company is owned by the pritzker family that owns hyatt hotels royal caribbean cruise line and transunion credit bureau uh The family was the second largest contributor to Hillary Clinton's campaign and combined they're worth about $29 billion. Recognize that name Pritzker in Illinois? Hmm. Yes. He's one of them. Side note. Do you know who's the largest funder of the trans community? It is the Pritzker family. They're heavily involved in that. Uh, Another investor, John McCarter. He's a former senior vice president at Booz Allen Hamilton, uh, in a white house, white house fellow in the late 1960s. It sounds so pompous and British. When you call yourself a white house fellow, I'm sure they're up to all sorts of fuckery there. Uh, so while he was at Booz Allen Hamilton, he focused on strategy for his clients at Monsanto, ConAgra, and Cargill. These are the companies that have taken over the um, food production in this, uh, in this world, in this country in, in particular, but really in all over the world. That's who he's representing. Monsanto and Cargill and Conagra, you know, the people that make GMO. This guy's one of the investors in NewsGuard. What do you think the chances are that any news critical of genetically modified organisms, Monsanto, Conagra, Cargill, any of these? What do you think the chances are that those stories are going to get a red rating? Probably pretty high. That would be my guess. I mean, with all of these, really, your former clients, you know, if you've got people that are investors in this, like publicist group, who's worked with Saudi Arabia to make it so that you don't know how reprehensible they are, what do you think they're going to do to the news? I mean, these are already PR firms that are spin doctors that are out there trying to make, you know, whitewash these crimes. What do you think they're going to do when they have a control access to NewsGuard? It's just another tool for them to, you know, to use as a, as a PR mechanism to, uh, you know, to make it so that their, their clients, it doesn't look like it's so bad what Monsanto is doing they'll just block any sort of stories that paint Monsanto in a negative light. We've already seen Monsanto do stuff like this before. I mean, they're they're not above like when they were um, you know, their pesticides were creating colony collapse disorder. We had Miriam Hannen on the show who is the director of Vanishing of the Bees. We talked about that how how you know, Monsanto their products were creating the their pesticide products were literally killing the bees and these b centric um watchdog groups were talking all about this they were ringing the alarm bells like crazy and Monsanto was was concerned so what did they do they bought them all they bought all of those b centric you know watchdog groups and shuttered them so this is the type of mentality that they have and when you're a pr firm that represents Monsanto you you take on the characteristics of Monsanto yourself so do you think they would have a problem <clears throat> silencing news that they didn't like of course not it, it's why they've invested in it it's so that these it's so publicist group can go to their existing clients and say you know Either when they're trying to pitch them to, to bring them on and represent them for this, you know, to, to represent them uh, as, as a client and say, hey, listen, we'll do all these PR things that everyone else can do for you as well. But we've got one more trick up our sleeve. We're investors in NewsGuard. Any stories come out about your company, paint you in a bad light, we'll take care of it for you. We'll make sure they go away. We'll make sure they get the red rating. No one will see them. We'll do that just for you because you're our special client. We won't do it for anyone else. So you see how this works, and that takes me into the new the, the spinoff. I told you there was two two parts to this. There's NewsGuard, which is protecting the news, and that is of interest to to you know the the major these companies that would hire PR firms like this. But there's a second component called BrandGuard. And this is why the ad agencies like this. This is another this is the main reason why by why Publicist Group is involved in this. So let me tell you what what Brand Guard says. Brand safety tool <clears throat> aimed at helping advertisers keep their brands off of unreliable news and information sites while giving them the assurance they need to support thousands of green-rated news and information sites, big and small. So what they're planning to do is they're going to be using their advertising agency connections to have all ad agencies adopt a blacklist of news sites deemed unreliable by NewsGuard, or at the very least, all of publicist groups' clients. And, you know, they own Saatchi and Saatchi, so, you know, count their advertising clients in as well. This is the pitch. This is the pitch for, for Saatchi and Saatchi, let's say as an ad agency, you go to Johnson and Johnson as an example is your client and you say um, Johnson Johnson says, well, we want to spend a billion dollars this quarter on advertising, but we don't want our advertising getting on to you know we don't want it winding up on Alex Jones show or something like that or you know we're going to do a lot of uh, online you know youtube based uh advertising we we just want to make sure that it doesn't um, it doesn't end up on conspiracy shows you know we if if you know how the ad agency game works they don't necessarily say um like I was a media planner, so I would plan where the media would go and and it would you'd say, I want drive time talk radio or I want this or that. And then it would be like and then you could opt out. You could have exceptions like Howard Stern, Tom Lykus. you know, it'd be all of these shows minus these other ones. And then then the the ads just get sort of placed kind of randomly within the the criteria that the client selects you know drive time news talk radio type stuff not howard stern not time like it tom like go for it do it wherever and then you just go crazy in, in all different markets so what what brand guard is saying is that to the ad agencies look if you sign up with us with brand guard we'll make sure that your ads don't accidentally wind up on anybody that's red rated We'll make sure that they only wind up on everybody who's green rated. Well, who does the ratings? Well, we do. We do the ratings, brand guard, news guard, whatever you want to call it. We'll tell you how these are rated and then you pay us a little bit of money and we'll make sure that your ads never wind up on something that's red rated. So think about the implications of that. They're going to choke out the alternative media with any sort of ads anybody that gets on the wrong side of newsguard i.e. anybody that's telling the actual truth is going to get a red rating and what that means is that through their component brandguard no money will, no advertising dollars will ever find its way to you you'll be listed as radioactive and so they're they're going to try and join forces with google with adsense google's adsense to target alternative media sites looking for advertisers it's it's look it's worth noting also and and they've mentioned this in their thing that that they plan to work with apple google you know all of these companies it's worth noting that google is a military contractor so anything critical of the american you know of american foreign policy would be subject to demonetization and Google would be able to remove AdSense ads from a website and blame NewsGuard as the bad guys. So it's a layer of protection for for them to right now, you know, um, YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, they have like fact checkers. You know, this this post is mostly false or this post is to, the election results are 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 not disputed. Joe Biden is the president, you know, all those things. Um they can google can now just say we demonetize you because newsguard gave you a red rating sorry it's not up to us we partnered with newsguard they're in charge of the news therefore um you know don't 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 blame us blame them but so the 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 ramifications of the brand guard component of this um are scary because it it is a way of diverting ad revenue ad dollars that could potentially flow to the alternative media and making sure that they're cut off. Now they might be cut off in, in a sense from being rated red and not showing up on search engines and things like that. And that will, that will do wonders to demonetize or, you know, lower the reach and therefore lower the amount of monetization that, that a, a post or a video can have, um, or, or, or a a website itself can have, but then once you factor in the brand guard component to it as well, um, then they're going to starve them out. In addition to making their making it harder for viewers to find them or play their content or find their website without ha- you, you see some of this right now. You see when you go to Twitter, if you're on Twitter and someone puts a video on there from BitShoot and you click on to play the video and then it gives you a big warning sign like you've gone into Chernobyl or someplace, you know, and you got to click this other button that's like yes i'm fine i want to go into chernobyl i'm not afraid of the you know of the radiation and everything please show me this video this is the type of stuff that newsguard will be doing to people um but 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 don't worry because their mission statement is to restore trust and accountability in journalism isn't that nice i mean it's a joke of course all their actually doing is protecting the existing power structures like the white house, the military information terror complex, the oligarchs that run the major corporations, uh you know, they're protecting them from criticism um in the alternative media. That's what newsguard is used for. They're planning to ruin the reputation of any media platform that does not toe the party line. It's as simple as that. And let's be honest, there's a secondary component to this, which is they're eliminating competition as well, because for the last, you know, seven years or so, the mainstream media has not been doing well in uh, mainstream media news in terms of ratings and things like that. CNN is a joke msnbc is so far left uh fox news who knows what they are anymore you used to think they were far right then they kind of sold out trump with the election recount stuff so so who knows what they are but but they've lost their reach they've lost their uh stranglehold on truth and or or the news i should say and the alternative media has been doing a great job well what better way to destroy the alternative media, destroy the competition of the mainstream media, than through NewsGuard. Because you can hit them from both directions. You can give them a red rating, which will mean that their their websites won't show up um in search engines and things like that. It means that you'll get a big red, you know, a big red f- Stop sign when you try to go to this website, which you know for us wouldn't do anything, but for normal people they'd be like, oh my god, I don't know, is this bad? Is this run by? It must be run by the Russians. It's Russian disinformation, right? Or the chik? It's the chikomp. Ch- ch- trying to. I mean, you you can see where this could be going right where where people would see that red rating on a website and think that it was scary that it was you know maybe disinformation or or maybe you know I'm going to get a virus on my computer if I click on it or it's run by China or I'm going to get you know 80 pop ups that just pop up you know and never st- you, know, you, you know this is they put a barrier of doubt in there they put something in there that says Okay, go to this website if you want, but don't say we didn't tell you. And you're like, oh God, what am I doing? Where am I going? You're just going to bit You're just going to zero hedge. Twitter did the same thing to them. And it has an impact. It has a huge impact on traffic. It has a, 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 a it puts questions in the mind of people in terms of credibility. Of Like, oh, am I going to, I'm going to go to, I don't know, Last American Vagabond. They're definitely going to get a red, right? And you're like, oh, geez, is it, am I... Am I somewhere, am I on the dark web? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like people, like normie, people would be like, this news sounds, it seems suspect. Well, it's not suspect. The company doing the rating is suspect. That's the problem. And it's run by, you know, the, the last people in the world you would put in charge of news credibility, Michael fucking Hayden. Are you kidding me? Was John Brennan not available? I mean, I'm fully expecting him to show up on there. What about James Clapper? Mr. We did not wittingly spy on the American people. I mean, Michael Hayden is that guy. Michael Hayden is both, is both of those guys. Technically, he was the head of the CIA and the head of the NSA. <laughs> Brennan was, was, you know, he, he, he's on the advisory group. This is not free-flowing news. This is not actual information flowing our way. This is propaganda. This is Richard Stengel standing up on camera on camera at the CFR, saying admitting, I don't have a problem with propaganda. I don't think it's bad. I think it's useful. And then laughingly saying that he was the chief propagandist before cowardly, not answering the follow up question that was directed at him, handing the microphone to someone and saying, thanks, everybody. Bye. What a chicken shit. Richard Stengel. Fuck you. You're the problem with with this country. You're the problem. Guys like Richard Stengel are the problem. He's been incentivized to be a liar, a pathological liar, a propagandist. He's seen nothing but upward mobility in his career for lying. That's what happens in the American empire. You're rewarded for your insanity. You're rewarded for your compliance going along with this silencing the truth. I can't I couldn't live with myself if that was my job unless, of course, you know, I just felt like I was better than everybody else and that everybody else didn't deserve the real information, which I think we would all agree is the general philosophy of the ruling class right now. They see us as peasants. They see us as insects and Problems that need to be dealt with unwashed. We're, we need to be quarantined. We need to be propagandized too. it's for our own good. We're too stupid to figure this out. They're going to figure it out for us. It's insulting. It's insulting to our intelligence. And I get myself really worked up about this and, 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 and think we, we deserve better. We deserve better than this. How dare you treat us like this? How dare you come out and, you know, treat us like we're unworthy or too stupid or, or, and then, you know, and then inevitably I wind up having to go to Walmart for something and I walk through the store and I think, Jesus Christ, Bill Crystal might actually be right about some of this stuff. There are a lot of dummies taking up space on this planet and I start thinking how far am I away from making that <laughs> that neocon transition to like the next step is let's get rid of all these people. I mean I I won't I'm not I'm not that type of person but I I I find myself sometimes saying jeez, you know, we are kind of a bunch of dummies. I mean, not us, you know, if you're listening to this, you're obviously into some weird stuff. You're into thinking, you're into trying to, you know, examine what's going on. At least I think most of the mouth breathing morons that you encounter on their little rascal scooters at Walmart, they're, they're beyond saving, you know, they're chemically dumbed down to the point where they, they can't understand this, but but you know, I, I, it's it's sort of my my own personal inside joke where it's like I, I feel like you go to Walmart and the depopulation agenda starts to make a hell of a lot of sense. Now I say that jokingly because I obviously wouldn't do it. But the problem is that there are a lot of people that that that, that probably think that in 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 real terms that that um I, I just see the rest of those people as you know, kind of NPCs or sheeple or whatever you want to call them. And I, I feel kind of bad for them that they're not, you know, at least on some kind of path towards waking up to this, you know, but, uh, but I certainly am not, you know, trying to figure out the final solution for them, but these maniacs in positions of power most definitely are. And one of the components that they use as a As a weapon against us is the control of information and newsguard is just another one of those tools um, to control information it's used in a in a very uh negative way it's of course like everything it's sold to the public as look at this Great idea that we have that's going to tell you where the where the reliable information is and help you you know you're busy you, you don't have time to sort all this stuff out. don't worry about it we'll do the sorting out we'll do all the thinking for you. There we go the outsourcing critical thinking again, outsource it to newsguard. oh please newsguard tell me who I should trust and who I shouldn't trust once again not to not to pile on Tim Poole because I don't think he knows the history of newsguard but Tim I hope you, you got to listen to this brother because these people are not the arbiters of of fair and balanced reporting they're not the people that should be telling you who's trustworthy and who's not just look at their advisory board look at their investor group it's a dangerous collection of people and we've got to sort of wake up to um the tricks that they're using against us um This is to make people aware of NewsGuard. You're going to start seeing it more and more. And when it pops up sort of out of the blue and you don't know the backstory on it, you might be inclined to just assume that there's nothing wrong with it. Think about how you treated Fauci. He magically appeared on the scene. You'd never heard of him before. He didn't seem that bad on the surface. He was saying things. And, you know, you're like, well, I don't really know who. Then you dug into his background and went, oh, hang on a second. Uh, this is not somebody I need to be listening to. This guy's totally full of shit. And hopefully the same thing will happen when you start to hear the the term news guard and brand guard thrown around as the, you know, as the, um, as the arbiter of truth and honesty in journalism. And just know, just please know and understand that they are anything but that. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, I'm flattered and humbled by the, um, success that this podcast has had. I sometimes feel like I'm just talking to myself like a crazy person, which is totally fine. I guess I get it out of my, (laughs) out of my system, but, but share it with friends and family. Um, please. I feel like we're running out of time to wake people up this, you know, this is important. And, um, and all of the mechanisms of the computer algorithms and social media and YouTube and wherever they are set up in a way that they do not promote this sort of work. It's totally going to be up to you to promote it. I appreciate it. Share it with your friends. Uh, follow me on Twitter at macroaggressions. Control demolition of the American empire is available on Amazon as a Kindle and a paperback. And I will talk to you all soon. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found.